Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. The faith that is more precious than gold. Faith that is being tested, faith that is being tried, and it's found genuine and worthy of praise and glory and honor to God. It is so important to have such a faith, especially in such times in which we are living. And I'm reminded of the words of Jesus that he spoke to the disciples after he had um, spoke about a parable, parable of a persistent widow, that she would not give up, she would not let go, she continued coming to that unjust judge until she got what she wanted. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said, I am looking for, for the faith that endures. I'm looking for the faith that perseveres under all and every circumstance, and no matter what comes against it, no matter what pressure we face, the faith that continues to persevere, to endure, and the faith that never gives up. The Apostle John speaks about this faith, and he calls it overcoming faith. He says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So today, I want to encourage you. I want to give you a prophetic exhortation, if I may. And I looked up that word to exhort or exhortation, and this is what it means. To exhort means to give an urgent advice. That's what I want to do today. I want to urgently advise you, recommend. Another definition of the word exhort is a warning to urge to advise or to caution earnestly or admonish urgently. The other day, as I was in prayer, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say these words to me, and I wrote them down. And I believe these words are not just for me. They are for you, and they are for every believer. This is for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Son, I want you to be always found in a state of watchfulness and in a state of readiness, being spiritually strong, emotionally stable, mentally alert, physically well, and financially sound. I want to repeat those words because they carry such weight, at least to my spirit. God wants us to be found always, every single day, in a state of watchfulness, of prayerfulness, of readiness, so that we can be spiritually strong. God is looking for people who have developed the inner man, the spirit man, and they have grown strong in the spirit. Also, people who are emotionally stable, who have their emotions under the control and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. They're not up one day and down the next. 
but they are stable in their soul, in their emotions. He wants us to be mentally alert, watchful, knowing what's going on around us, being able to read the seasons and the times in which we are in and to discern those seasons and times. He wants us to be physically well, because if we're not well, we cannot run the race that he set before us. We are hindered. We are hampered. He wants us to be physically well from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. And he also wants us to be financially sound and ready to be able to distribute and to be generous to those whom God uh, points out to us or gives us a, a leading towards. You see, being in a state of readiness, in a state of watchfulness, in a state of prayerfulness, places you and me in a position to face any situation, to face any trial, in an attitude of faith and complete trust in the Lord. And thus, we manifest the life of Christ or the light of Christ in the darkness, showing the way to those who are lost and perplexed. And believe me, there are many who are lost and perplexed, many who live in darkness, and they're looking for some hope, somewhere to hold on. They're looking for light in a dark place, spiritually speaking. So it puts us in that position. Jesus spoke about this and he warned us. Remember in Luke's, Luke's Gospel, chapter 21, and verse 36, if you have your Bibles there, please go with me to Luke's Gospel, chapter 21 and verse 36, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Jesus speaking of the things that will come upon the face of the earth, and believe me, things are coming, horrible things, uh, things of great sorrow. He said, keep alert at all times. Another translation says, watch and pray always that you might be strong enough to escape these things or these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. The Apostle Paul speaks of those times. He said, in the last days, and believe me, we are in these days, where he says perilous times will come. The Amplified says, Perilous times will set in, times of great trouble and stress, which is hard to bear and hard to deal with. And that's why the Lord wants us to be ready, to be in a state of readiness, to be able to face any situation or any trial that comes our way. And believe me, our faith is precious. The Bible says that your faith is more precious than gold, even though it is tried by fire to be found worthy. And let me say this. If our faith is not worth being tested and tried, then it's not worth having. And believe me, God will allow our faith to be tested and to be tried through various trials, through various circumstances. James speaks about that in James chapter 1 and verse 5. He says, my brothers, my brethren, he says, count it all joy. James chapter 1 verse 5. When shall we count it joy? When, he says, you fall into various trials, knowing this, 
We need to know when we enter a trial, we need to know what's going on. What do we need to know? Knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience. Praise God. All of us are in need of patience, perseverance, endurance. And that's what tests and trials produce in us. James says, when your faith is being tested, your patience goes to work. And when your patience goes to work and you allow patience to do its perfect work, you come to a place where you are mature. James calls it perfect and complete, and we lack nothing. And that's where the Lord Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, is taking us on a journey of developing our faith, allowing our faith to be tested, to be tried with the fiery tests and trials. And believe me, your faith will be tested sooner or later in one area of your life or in another. And I've just gone and I'm still going through a fiery trial with my eyes. You know the story, I've related it to you. But one of the prayers that I've been praying is that I said, Lord, thank you for giving me another opportunity to prove that your word is truth, that you're faithful to your word. Another opportunity for my faith to be tested and tried so that it might be found genuine. Praise God forevermore. And your faith will be tested. We are entering a time or a season where unprecedented, I believe, events will take place, not just in the world, but also in our own personal lives. The enemy does not sleep. The Word of God says that he seeks, he walks around like a, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in your faith. You will be tested in, our, in your relationships. You will be tested in your finances. You will be tested in your health. The, the, the enemy will not give up. He's a persevering guy. And he will try to find a weakness in you and test you. And that's the time when you build your faith. But don't wait until you hit the trial, until you enter into this fiery trial. Sometimes it's too late. We need to be ready. We need to be prepared. We need to feed our faith. We need to develop our faith. So that when the test or the trial comes, we are ready to resist steadfast in the faith. One of the most precious gifts that God has given us is the faith of God. It is the faith of God. Jesus said, have the faith of God. When we heard the word, when we got born again, together with a new birth, we received a measure of faith. Now that faith needs to be developed. The faith needs to be nurtured, needs to be fed, needs to be exercised, needs to be tried, needs to be tested so that it may be found genuine. And the time will come, if it hasn't come for you, will come, where you will be tested in what you say you believe. We say that we believe many things, but the only time that we can tell whether we really believe or not is when we go through the pressure, when we go through the test. That's when you find out what you really believe. Amen? The Bible says that Abraham, not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body, 
He has developed his faith through the years that he walked in fellowship with the Lord and in covenant with him. He developed his faith and he came to a place where finally he could rest on the promise of God. He did not waver at the promise of God. He didn't, he was not unbelieving, but the Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, hoping against hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. Our faith needs to be bedrocked on that which was spoken by the word of the Lord to us through the Spirit. I remember, and I, I'm, it comes to mind now, Jesus, after feeding the 5,000, after feeding the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, he said to the disciples, get on the boat and get to the other side. I will meet you there. The disciples got on the boat, and while they were headed to the other side, the major storm just broke out, waves and winds, and the boat was filled with water, and they started to panic, and they cried out. And Jesus came walking on the water, and, um, and, and one of the things he said to them, or rather he was sleeping in the boat, if I recall correctly. They woke him up. They said, Lord, do you not care that we perish? And sometimes we cry out to God out of panic, out of fear because of what's going on around us, what we're going through. Lord, don't you care? We, we, we're perishing here. Where are you? And Jesus wakes up. He rebukes the wind and the waves but notice what he says to the disciples. Where is your faith? Where is it? And sometimes we've got our faith everywhere else except in the word that Jesus has spoken to us. Where is your faith? Is it in the systems of this world or is it in my word? Where is your faith? Is your faith in what you see with your physical eyes? Is your faith in your feelings? Or is your faith grounded and rooted in my promise that I've given you? Jesus said, get to the other side. What they should have done was rise up, having that word of the Lord, he's given them that authority, and command the wind and the waves to stop just like what he did. Be peace, be still. And Jesus wants us to rise up. I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. He wants us to rise up and rebuke the enemy, being fully submitted unto the word of God to his direct and delegated authority. We are not to take whatever the devil throws at us. We have the authority in the name of Jesus, for he says, I've given you power and authority to tread upon serpents, to tread upon scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Having that word, we should rise up bold enough, courageous enough, exercising our authority and our faith against the wiles of the devil. But if your faith is weak, if your faith is somewhere else than the word of God, it's important to locate where our faith is. So I ask you today, what are you believing God for? Where is the enemy testing you? I'm reminded of the words that Jesus said to Peter. Remember what he said to him? He said, Simon, Simon, Luke 22, 31. Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. 
but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Satan tried Simon Peter, and he was tested, and he was tried. But thank God, Jesus prayed for him. Prayed for what? That his faith may not fail. And I, I pray that you, you, you stand alongside someone who's going through a fiery trial. And the Spirit-led prayer to pray is, Lord, I pray that his faith may not fail him. That his faith may become strong, persevering, enduring, patiently trusting you, believing you, not giving up not being discouraged, not being disappointed, pressing on, persevering until final victory. We need those precious brothers and sisters that will come alongside us and pray that our faith may not fail. Amen. So God wants to develop our faith, strengthen our faith. Paul prays and he says to the Thessalonians, in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10, he said something so precious. He said, night and day praying exceedingly for you that we may see your face. For what purpose? For what reason? That we may perfect what is lacking in your faith. You see, they had some lacks. They had some, some, some things that they lacked in the faith. And Paul longed to see them face to face so that he can perfect, he can equip them in the faith. And I believe the Lord Jesus is saying the same thing to us. Son, daughter, I am praying exceedingly that you may see me face to face that you may have a living encounter in my presence. And there, in that encounter, in my presence, in my glory, I will meet with you and I will perfect in you that which is lacking in your faith, to equip you, to develop your faith. Because he is the author and the, and the finisher or the, the one who completes our faith. That's why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith and the perfecter of our faith. And that's what I believe uh, the, this, this urgent exhortation, I exhort you, don't wait until you hit the trial to develop your faith. And even if you are facing a trial, don't focus on anything else. Focus on what you are going through. Get into the Word. You know, when I first... Um, when the first um, uh, signs of this, of this disease or neurological disorder, whatever you call it, attacked me, the, one of the first prayers that I prayed was, Lord, give me wisdom and show me how do you want me to fight this fight? Because the Bible says it is through wisdom that you, you fight your own wars. And I needed wisdom and knowledge from God how to, how to resist or how to fight. We need to know how God wants us to fight in every fight that we face, in every trial. That's why James says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Wisdom for what? 
so that when you enter the trial, you know how to resist, you know how to fight the good fight of faith. And I was praying, I said, Lord, give me, give me wisdom and the strategy through which you want me to resist this. And lo and behold, after I don't remember how many days uh, passed, I find myself in Florida with Stephen in the month of October, and here was a book handed to me by a precious, precious lady. She's 90 years old. Her name is Joan, and she was praying for me with Anna Spiros, and the Lord put on her heart to go and purchase a book by Joseph Prince, The Healing Power of the Holy Communion. And when I was in Florida, Anna Spiro said to me that Joan uh, bought this book for you. Well, I brought the book home. And from the first time I opened its pages, it was like the Lord said to me, I want you to study. I want you to read this meditations, meditate on the word and on the power, the healing power of Holy Communion. So since that day, every single day, I read one meditation a day and I take Holy Communion and I meditate on the scriptures, on the words that she shares. I cannot tell you what it's done to my faith when it comes to health and healing and walking in divine health. It strengthened me. It encouraged me. It built my faith to stand strong and to persevere and to endure. And I know the battle is not over yet. I am pushing through. I'm persevering. I'm standing strong until final and complete victory. And I thank you also for standing with me in prayer. So every test, every trial we face, we need to ask the Lord, Lord, give me wisdom. How do I deal with this? How do I resist this area? How can I overcome in this area where the enemy seems to be uh, having this hold on me and I cannot break loose from it. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, I am found in the same place, struggling under this yoke. And yet I know you have redeemed me from the curse. You have redeemed me from this situation. And I need to know from you how to resist, how to fight this good fight of faith. What is it that is lacking in my faith in this area that I need to focus on? Send someone to minister to me. Give me something that I can use. And we need to be praying that way. God has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Every curse that is written in that book in Deuteronomy 26, we've been delivered, we've been redeemed from it. And the word of God says in Colossians 5, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free and do not entangle yourself again with the yoke of bondage. So we need to rise in the power of the Spirit, exercise our faith and bring about and release that freedom that God has purchased with his own precious blood on the cross. And so many other scriptures that speak. Paul talks about, he considers this, this precious faith, this faith, the genuine faith that is more precious than gold. He considers it so important to the believer 
that he says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 17, even he says, if I'm being poured out as a drink offering, pour my life out on the sacrifice in order to service your faith and to bring it to a place of completeness, I am glad, he says, and rejoice with you all. What a heart. He's willing to be poured out, pour his life out as a drink offering on the sacrifice, he says, and service of your faith. I want to serve your faith. I want to bring your faith to such a place where you are able to withstand and resist anything and everything the enemy throws against you. The word of God says in Isaiah, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And even every tongue that rises up in you to accuse you, to shame you, to make you feel guilty, he says, you will condemn, for this is your heritage as a servant of the Lord, and our righteousness is from him. Praise God forevermore. God furthermore says, I will make you a new slash, a new threshing instrument, having teeth. You will, you will, uh, you will, um, Beat the mountains, he says, and make them small. What mountains is he talking about? We don't have any need to go dig up and remove physical mountains. It's the mountains that stand in our way from fulfilling our purpose, from running our race. He says, you will beat them small as a fine dust and beat the hills as chaff. And the whirlwind shall carry them away and you will rejoice in the Lord your God. I'll tell you this. When you receive the victory, when you receive an answer to your prayer, when you receive a breakthrough, my goodness, you, you, you rejoice because you see your faith is working, is bearing fruit. I look around me, everything that I am and everything that I have today in the Lord, I received it through faith, by trusting God by believing God, by standing firm on his word and trusting him. Lord, you are my provider. You are my healer. You are my deliverer. You are my protector. You are my financier. I don't need anyone or anything else. All I need is you. And when, I, when our faith is developed to such an extent where we trust him completely, we rest in his promises. We rest in his word. And it comes through. Our faith is developed. We grow. We mature from one level of glory to another, from one level of faith to another. And every battle you win, it's not over. God takes you on a higher level. A higher level, higher devils. We continue to walk and to wrestle and to fight the good fight of faith. You know, the Apostle Paul encourages Timothy, admonishes him, and he said, Timothy, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And he says to him, the things which you have heard and received from me, commit, relay unto reliable and faithful men who are able to teach others. Then he said something else to them which made an impression on me this week. He says, be a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ by enduring hardships and hardness. He says a soldier 
does not entangle himself with the affairs of this life to please him who has enlisted him. You know, the soldier has adapted himself. So Paul is saying to Timothy, have the mindset of a soldier. Be prepared to endure hardships. Adapt yourself in any situation, in every circumstance, and seek only to please your commanding officer. And that is the duty of a soldier. He says, please the commanding officer. Divorce yourself from civilian affairs. That's what a soldier does. He's single-minded. He has developed and adopted a mindset that will endure hardship, that will endure hardness, that will endure persecution and all kinds of circumstances. He will face danger. He will be placed in situations that are difficult for the flesh to bear. But he's been trained for this. Why? Because he's focused. He does not entangle himself with civilian affairs. Don't allow, we mustn't allow ourselves to be distracted. Jesus said, be careful. He said, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things, if you allow them to come into your heart, they will choke the word and you become unfruitful. They are distractions. Lay aside, he says, every weight and the sin that so easily besets us and run the race with perseverance, with patience, looking unto the Lord Jesus. So he's telling him to adopt the mindset of a soldier. And then he goes on to tell him the discipline of an athlete. He says an athlete does not win unless he competes according to the rules. An athlete is a very disciplined person. He's disciplined in what he eats. He's disciplined when he sleeps, when he rises. He's disciplined with his exercises. He spends hours training, exercising. There's a lot of discipline in that. Some of us lack discipline. We can't even get up in the morning to be in the presence of the Lord and to enjoy fellowship and, and, and minister to the Lord and open our hearts to Him and allow Him to minister to us. We're too busy. We're so distracted. We don't have time to read the Word. How is your faith going to be developed if you don't feed it, if you don't take care of it? Hello, are you still with me? Just nod so that you haven't gone asleep, so that I know you're still with me. Praise God. We need to adopt the discipline of an athlete. And then he says to him, be like a hard-working farmer who patiently waits for the crops, for the harvest. A farmer is characterized by hard work. He rises early in the morning before the sun is up, and he labors all day, working all day, sowing, watering, cultivating. And he looks to the future for that harvest, that precious harvest that we'll receive. Be like that farmer. Don't be discouraged. Work hard at what God has called you to do. Don't be distracted. Don't try to do things God hasn't called you to do. Stick to the call that God has given you. Develop your gift. Exercise your faith. Fight the battles. Fight the good fight of faith. That's the type of faith that God is looking for, folks. A faith that endures. The faith that perseveres. That faith that can stand under any pressure and overcome through the Word of God and through the Spirit of God. We are overcomers. 
You are of God, little children, John says, and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God has given us the mighty Holy Spirit. He has given us his word, his promises. He has given us the name of Jesus. He has given us his own armor. What more? We don't need anything more. We have all that we will ever need to be successful, to be overcomers, to be the light in this present darkened world and the salt of the earth. So I want to encourage you today. Locate your faith. Where is your faith? Where are you being defeated? Where are you giving in to the enemy? How are you fighting it? How are you resisting it? Have you developed that area of your faith so that you can overcome? If not, get to prayer. Get into the Word. Amen. Nobody's going to carry, fight your own battles. The Bible says, let us carry, uh, each one must carry its own burdens. Yes, we come along and we help and we pray. But you know what? I can't fight your battles. You will have to fight your own. I have my own battles to fight. And you will have to fight your own and learn how to exercise your faith, how to use your spiritual weapons that God has given you. Paul says, even though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, recognize that every single day we rise from our bed, we are in a war against the enemy, against the devil, against the flesh, and against worldly influence. But he says we have weapons that are far superior than the enemy. They're not carnal, they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we need to know what they are, how to use them, how to exercise them, and how to walk in victory. God wants you to be well. And remember, I'm going to say those words he told me again. I want you to write them down. Take them as your own words, as the Spirit of God speaking to you. He said, Son, I want you always to be in a state of watchfulness and readiness, spiritually strong, emotionally stable, mentally alert, physically well, and financially sound. Amen. Are you strong spiritually? Maybe you are. What about emotionally? Is your emotions in check? Are they under the, the guidance, the leading, and the prompting of the Spirit? Are you, or are you all over the place emotionally? What about mentally? Is your mind being renewed day by day? Are you alert? Are you watchful? Do you know? Can you recognize the seasons and the times you are in? Can you recognize the seasons we are in in the world? Where are we? What time is it? These are all important things. Are you physically well? Are you struggling with your health? What about financially? Are you sound financially? Or are you restricted by financial pressures, by restrictions, by lack? God wants you to have or enter a place of resting in the Lord, abundantly supplied, divinely protected, so that we can be a living testimony 
in this world that we live in. We represent the Lord Jesus Christ. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. We're not part of this worldly system. I don't care what this world goes through financially. There are no recessions in the kingdom of God. There is always an abundant supply for the children of God, for the citizens of the kingdom. So get to work. Let's have some breakthroughs. Let's have some wonderful testimonies to the glory of God. Amen. And if your faith is being tested and tried, rejoice. Count it joy. You have to do that by faith, folks. Sometimes you don't feel like rejoicing when you're being tested, when you're going through the fire. But you know what? It's necessary. Daniel's faith was tested and tried. They threw him in a den of lions. But the Bible says that they could not hurt him. God shut the mouth of the lions. Why? Because Daniel believed in God. He believed. His faith was in the Lord. That no matter what they tried to do to him, they could not kill him. They could not stop him. They could not distract him. But the word says that Daniel was a man of prayer. He was watchful. He was alert. And he prayed always. What about the three Hebrew boys? They stood firm on the word of God. And as a result, they were tested. They were tried. In fact, they threw him into the fire. But the fire had no effect on them. It could not touch them. They did When they came out, they were not even smelling of smoke. Why? Because there was a fourth man in there. The Lord himself was there guarding and protecting them. That's why Isaiah says, even though you go through the fire, you will not be burned because I'll be there with you. God is with you. Take courage. Yes, it might be difficult. It might be challenging. You may be facing restrictions, opposition, resistance. You may be challenged in your health, but I want to encourage you. Get in the word of God. Develop your faith because that faith that God has given you is so powerful. It raised Jesus from the dead. It raised you from the dead. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved. How? Through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Well, in, in the place of saved, because saved means not just spiritually, but physically, financially, mentally, emotionally. For by grace are you healed through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. For by faith are you, are you, are you, are you made prosperous. For by grace God has prospered you through your faith. The Bible says that he became poor so that we might become rich. Amen. So that's the exhortation that I want to give you today. Urgently. Don't put it off, folks. These are difficult days that we are living in. Hard to bear, hard to deal with, perilous, dangerous times. Why? Because man's sin and man's selfishness is multiplying daily. And as a result of that, darkness covers the earth and gross darkness the people, the Bible says. But the Lord will arise over you, thank God, and his glory shall be seen in you as we rise. As we rise. The first word is rise and shine, for your light has come.
We rise spiritually. We rise in faith. We rise by the power of the Spirit. And I pray that the Spirit of God will come upon you and cause you to rise up to make you uncomfortable where you are so that you can start seeking God's face seriously so that he can finish the work that he began within you. The word of the Lord says, I am confident that he who began a good work in you, he will finish it, he will complete it. Allow the Lord to develop your faith, to bring it to a place where it's so precious in his eyes. He said, will the Son of Man find faith when he returns? What kind of faith is he looking for? The faith that endures, the faith that perseveres, the faith that stands under any situation, the faith that continues to press in and press through until final victory, the faith that overcomes the world. That's the kind of faith he wants. This widow, she kept coming, she kept coming, she kept coming until she got what she wanted. She stood firm. She didn't give up. She didn't walk away when the unjust says, no, leave me alone. And Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge said. If he said and he gave her what he wanted, being an unjust man who did not fear God or man, how much more will your heavenly father hear your prayers and give you your breakthrough? But will he find the kind of faith that was in that widow? the persevering faith, the enduring faith, the faith that stands the test of time, the faith that's been tried and purified through the fire of test and trial. Amen. So I want to encourage you today. Get to work. Adopt the mindset of a soldier, the discipline of an athlete, and the hard-working attitude of a farmer. Bless you. Father, we thank you for your encouragement today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you desire for each and every one of us to be found in a place of watchfulness and readiness always, every day, so that we can be spiritually strong, emotionally stable, mentally alert, physically well and financially sound. Thank you, Lord. Give us the wisdom that is required to be brought to such a place where we can confidently rest in your promises. We bless you and we thank you also for every test and every trial. May you be glorified through your people. May you receive the honor and the praise that is due to you, Father. In Jesus' precious and wonderful name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.